episode 40 of Slam City. That's right, folks. It's Raymond Mora here, Mr. Mac here on Dunk 360, the only sports entertainment podcast that you can listen to. Um, you know, it's funny that there's so much stuff to talk about in today's sports world because it uh, started off in the beginning of Carmelo Anthony and the little situation. To, That's one word for it. Yeah, to the playoffs, to the NFL schedule coming out. There's, there's just so much things we got to talk about. And um, I want to start off, well, really, though, about this Carmelo Anthony stuff because... Fire Phil Jackson. Somehow yeah. this is Phil Jackson's fault. No, the this, side baby with the stripper somehow is Phil Jackson's no, fault. No, no, no. Th- that's the thing. See, I was arguing with everybody this week because everybody's like, well, it's Carmelo Anthony's decision and it's nothing to do with sports. I'm like, that's do everything with sports here. Mm-hmm. You understand something. When an athlete loses this much... It can really affect you a lot, and 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 I I know from my perspective, I know it's different from high school and college and professional, of course. But like when you lose so much, you just you do stupid things. And I'll give you an example, okay? So we had a wrestling match against uh, Flushing High School at the time. It was like 2011, I would say 2010. Um, mm-hmm. One of my teammates, I don't want to name him on the podcast, but one of my teammates lost to this guy because he got banana split, which is like basically a cradle position where you just keep pinning the air and you're up in the air, basically, and you're split. So it was really, really bad. And um, after the match was over, my teammate did something stupid, which is punch the wall, break his hand, and he was out for the season. Amari Stoudemire did that. Yeah, basically Amari Stoudemire move. Yeah, Stoudemire himself. <laughs> And that is the result of losing. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. When you lose, you do something rational and stupid. That's why Stoudemire did. Yeah. They were losing to the heat. They couldn't pull it off. He punched the uh, glass surrounding the, um, the fire extinguisher. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't Cut play, his hand open. He didn't play the next game. He didn't play game three, but he did play game four. But who cares? Like, no one gives a crap about that. But, yeah. And, this, and then in this situation, I look at it myself and say, you know, the couple, they said that it was they had a up and down type of relation a marriage for like three years right um it's funny because that's the three years where phil jackson was actually the president of the knicks that's hilarious. and they were 80 and 166 so i assume those three years that's when Melo done that stupid decision of him impregnating a stripper or a graduate whoever the, the, the uh, woman is mm-hmm. and now they're split and the next question i have to tell you is what's Anthony gonna do next i think he should stay you think he should stay? I mean, it's tra- <laughs> depending on where they try to trade him to. I think he should stay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow myself to be carted off to another losing team. You're already on a losing team. I wouldn't allow myself to be carted off to yet another losing team, just to make things easier for Phil Jackson. Like that, I would not do. At all. At all. I would exercise a no trade clause, and I would absolutely stay in New York, and I would try to make the best of it. Even if they benched you or whatever, like which I, which would be the stupid thing to do, but it would just make Phil Jackson look worse. You basically get to take a year off, get your body together, and then just come back next year and go play for whoever. You just continue making your money. Um, you're the best offensive option on the bench. If I was Melo, I wouldn't like depending on where, legitimately depending on where they're trying to send him. If it's any place that's not one of the playoff contenders right now. I wouldn't go. If it's anyone who's not in the playoffs right now, I just wouldn't go. Well, it's funny because the rumors now saying that the likelihood of him trading to the, being traded to the Celtics could actually happen because of what the Celtics are playing right now and they're down 0-2 and two down against the Bulls. Right. So that could I, actually happen. I would see, if I was him, I would actually be very excited about the concept of going to the Wizards. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would love the idea of going to the Wizards if I was Carmelo Anthony. Not so much the Celtics, way more the because I don't, I don't think the Celtics are going to beat the Wizards if they if they meet up. Yeah, that's um, awful right now. I also wouldn't be totally opposed to going to play for Milwaukee and Jason Kidd with the Bucks. I won't be mad at that at all. I would not want to go to the Cavs. I would not want to go to Golden State. <laughs> um unless you're just on your last legs and you want to go get that ring. Um, if you go play for Popovich, you're coming off the bench. He's, you know, you're never gonna replace Kawhi Leonard, or uh, or um, who's that big man? Al Aldridge. You're never Aldridge, gonna, you're yeah. never gonna replace Aldridge, or or um, it's like Carmelo or Anthony. Kawhi Leonard. It's like a Carmelo Anthony and Power Force body, basically Marcus Aldridge, but. You know, it's interesting to see, though, the spots he's going to go to. But I go back to the whole situation and him and Lala. I think 
I think there were rumors of him saying that he wanted to stay and she wanted to go. And that's probably what really caused the whole up and down marriage, in my opinion. I also think part of it has to do with her acting. Did you see that scene she did in Power where she was like naked? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that could be something, too. Dog, when your wife signs up to do something like that, that's that's not something they sprung on her. She knew what that was going to be. Yeah. And, yes, you want to be taken serious as an actress, but when your wife signs up to get naked for the camera and signs up for a love scene and a sex scene that they can't just, you know, kind of insinuate and it has to be, like, super graphic, I you know, you can say you're okay with that, until you see it plenty of people say they're okay with something until it's right in your face and then it's like i am not okay with this this is not okay but the damage is already done you know what i mean so i i I don't know maybe he's decided he doesn't want to be married to an actress anymore now none of this has anything to do with it being a good decision for him to cheat or get a stripper pregnant those are both terrible terrible ideas yeah but I'm not going to negate two things. Number one, her acting in that scene, making things rocky. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was about three years ago, too. Maybe maybe a little shorter. But And Phil Jackson coming to town and completely, you know, screwing things up. So Turning the next into a dumpster fire. For him, to, my, my, my biggest peeve with Phil Jackson is for him to say, we haven't been able to win with him on the team. And I, I find that hilarious seeing as how he was winning right before you got there. So it seems to me the Knicks haven't been able to win with you on the team, Phil Jackson. Like, you're the guy who came in and started this losing tradition. Like, we were – I, you traded away, like, our best uh, – a ton of good assets. You got nothing in return. Yeah, Samuel Downberg is a garbage. Jose Calderon's on our team. Like, traded Felton and Chandler for a bunch of scrubs. Felton, you got rid of the coach who took us to a fifty-plus win season. Yeah, in a long time. I don't. I didn't know what he was doing. You hired a rookie coach. Like everything you've done since you've gotten here, with the exception of Porzingis, who we can't even give you full credit for, has been the a, a bad decision. And now you're alienating a franchise player after you gave him a no-trade clause. You are an idiot. Like you are. This is this is just stupidity on so many different levels. And let's not forget that Porzingis even stated that he he left the exit meetings, wanted to go back to his hometown, and then he says later on, I love New York, I love New York. And it's almost like he didn't say I love the Knicks, he says I love New York. York, right. So I don't know what that whole situation is going to be like for them, but I know one thing, they can't alienate their their future star player in Porzingis. Because if that happens and he goes, this fight is going to go back 10 years in the you, making. You've already alienated a good chunk of the league. That no too. one wants to come play for someone who will do what they did to Charles Oakley. No one wants to play for a GM who's insisting on the triangle. No one wants to play for a GM who would throw his franchise player under the bus this way as if everything that's happening is Carmelo Anthony's fault, as if he hasn't been our best option the entire time, as if the triangle isn't outdated. No, no, you, you, no, who wants to play for that? Not we me. would have to go to the draft and secure players because no franchise-level player is going to come through him and decide he wants to be a part of the Phil Jackson, James Dolan, Phil Jackson-run, James Dolan-owned Knicks. Like, Dolan really has to sell the team or, or or at least show some sign of faith and fire Phil Jackson. Like, get Phil Jackson out of here. and He's not going to go. He's not going, man. Of course he's not because Dolan, the first thing that press before that press conference was in the morning. He first thing he did was pick up the option, mm-hmm. like just rubbing in our faces, be like, "No, he's not going anywhere. Pick up this option. That's it." It sucks. Which is, what's your point? Like, why, why, why would you do? It, it just shows that you don't, you have no real. You don't care. Yeah. You don't pretty care. much. You don't care about yeah. the franchise. You don't care about the fan base. You just care about. Being mediocre for, for how many years? Was it like 15, 16 years? Nothing but garbage and being an average team. And then when it goes good, you sabotage it. When when th- when we had Don Nelson in there and he was actually making moves and we, we end up in a 50-plus win season, you sabotage it. You get rid of Don Nelson. You don't pay him the money you say you're going to pay him. And then you give Phil Jackson all this exorbitant amount of money and he shows he has no idea what he's doing. And then you you double down and show you have no idea what he's doing by picking up Phil Jackson's option. <laughs> 
He doesn't care about the Knicks, but he does care about the Rangers. Even though they have been successful and they're in the, they're in the playoffs, but when it comes to one team than the other, he knows more about hockey than than ba- than uh, basketball. And I'm just like, my goodness, man, can you just be more you know careful and actually care about your Knicks team? You know, you I I honestly thought he did care. I was fooled into thinking that James Dolan cared about the Knicks when he went and got Phil Jackson because in my mind there wasn't too many better basketball minds and I felt like this was a guy who actually knew the game and he could stand up to Dolan and actually make the right decisions. Yeah. I had no idea he was going to be this craptastic of a of an executive. He's a horrible horrible. He has no business acumen whatsoever. I don't know what he's doing. I don't even know how any of this stuff worked on the bench when he was coaching. But it's it's definitely worst case scenario status now. I just think that Phil Jackson is just in a stubborn little way because he hasn't really adjusted to the way the NBA is in today's game. Like, you look at Pat Riley, at least he adjusted. You know, he's an old guy, but he adjusted. Popovich adjusted. Like, I feel like... Pop is adjusted through, like, three separate eras. Yeah. I mean, Pat Riley has done that, too. I mean, he wasn't always known... I mean, he was known for Showtime the Lakers in the 80s. But then he went to the Knicks. He changed it completely. They weren't like that. They, they were became just a, a defensive-oriented yeah. squad. Miami Heat, the same thing the first couple of years. They were like that, too, with Wade and Shaq. And then that changed because they had to play more, spread out the court and all this stuff. Like, I feel like Jackson is the only person who hasn't really done that. And that's kind of sad to see because this is one of the greatest winning coaches in history of sports. And yet, mm-hmm. even though he's done it in one system, I think if you want to be a great individual overall, and it just this is anything overall, career-wise or anything, you got to be more versatile in what you got to do. You, know, mm-hmm. you, can't just, you can't just do one thing. You got to do a, a couple of things. That way people look at you and say, oh, this guy's versatile and he can do other things. Right. And Jackson's not like that. And, and the one question I have in my mind is, I know this is kind of premature and people probably going to hate me for what I'm going to say, but you think Porzingis is going to be a Nick after next season? I have no idea. See, that's a quick question, right? He's not not happy with how Carmelo's being treated, so I can't really sit here and tell you that he's all in and he's going to stay a Nick. Like, if somebody makes him a better offer, imagine he gets to go play with Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, that's a long team. You got Jason Kidd, who's doing a hell of a job with that squad. I mean, they're up 2-1 against the Raptors, too, like... It's just it's just crazy to see because if Porzingis leaves, like I said before, they're gonna be back up for like another ten years of mm-hmm. mediocre and average and pretty much being one of the worst teams again in the league. Like in just that two thousand mid two thousands era where we just sucked basically. We're one of the worst teams in the league now. That's true. Like as we speak, it really my whole thing is it really can't get much worse. Seriously, it it, it can't it can't get much worse. Like we. we 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 go on these little mini runs and it it gives you like go on these spurts. Yeah, it gives you hope. We do stuff like beat the Spurs, and you think that we're about to you know really get it popping, and then we get dis- dismantled by you know Orlando. It, it's it's never, and you know there's coaching, but it all starts with Dolan. It all starts with Dolan. So I don't I don't know. I'm not sure what to tell Knicks fans anymore. Like Dolan just seems to interfere and do something to mess things up when it's all going good. And then he doesn't want to hear the criticism from ticket holders. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. I'm just like, I don't understand, though. You, your team sucks. Of course you're going to hear that from them. Like, if you're good, then I understand, but you're not good. You haven't been good since that 51-plus win season. You haven't been good even in the mid-2000s. Like, ever since you've been owner, I think the Knicks have, have, probably have the worst record under him. So I'm just who like, was owner before him? Oh, man, I forgot his name. It was, it was, but he was actually had a winning record at least. Was know? it another Dolan? No, I, I, oh, it might have been his father actually, and then he gave it to his son. That's all I'm thinking about. It might have been his father, but his father at least actually had a winning record. But I got look, I gotta look that up too. But seriously though, like looking at Dolan and what he's done with this franchise, and I know it's between the, him and the Rangers, and I know they've been successful, but. We all know he was a hockey guy more so than a basketball guy. Right. I think he cares more about hockey than than basketball. Which is why he just needs to hire somebody and move out of the way. But then Phil Jackson's not the guy. He's not the guy. Go get Donnie Walsh, man. Like apologize to Donnie Walsh, hire him back. Or go get an actual executive, not just some coach who wants to be an executive and he's done a horrible job. Right. We've seen this before with with now with Doc Rivers and the Clippers. I mean, they they've been well, but I think Rivers is more of a coach than the guy who can be. 
beat general manager too. He you absolutely know? is is a great coach. I would love Doc Rivers coaching the Knicks. I just didn't wouldn't want him be um, executive. Being exact. I would I I'll I'll go even further out. I don't know if the word love is a good word, but I wouldn't be mad at Phil Jackson coaching. Coaching the team. Not being the GM. I'd rather him coach than be a GM. But he sounds, and it's funny, he sounds like that in the press conference saying all this stuff about Carmelo, about the team, about this. Sounds like you, you should just coach the team. Why don't you just coach the team? But but by now, I think the damage is done. Like, that would have been, that would have been preferred early on. What we're dealing with now is I think he's already done too much damage. I don't really think anybody wants to deal with him at all if they don't have to. That's funny. There was one criticism, too, he said in the press conference about how Melo holds the ball, and it's not a criticism. It's a fact. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people took that in offense, like, you know, what the heck is he saying, this and that. I had to agree with him on that point, that it is kind of a fact that Melo does hold the ball, but you're the one who signed him to that ridiculous contract. So the thing is, you could have had just let him go when that time came instead of just signing him back with a no trade call clause. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you put a no trade clause, but then you say, "Oh no, we're just, we're, we're gonna trade him." Like they've been trying to trade this guy since the first year of the contract, and now it's like, why would you even put a no trade clause? Why don't you just sign him without the no trade clause? But they put it in there either way thing is if if you were going to keep him why not build a team around him he can win with exactly instead of building a team around a triangle or, which is what Phil Jackson has done and you're signing players who are like out of their prime in like Joakim Noah trying to trade for Derrick Rose look at that turn out to be got injured again mm-hmm. um and then you try to get other players like Courtney Lee and Lance Thomas and you know Courtney Lee isn't bad. But yeah, he actually isn't bad. But the Lance Thomas deal is kind of literally a little bit suspect right I, now. I think they spent too much money on certain. I mean, I'm never gonna get over the fact that we could have had a starting five of Derrick Rose, Courtney Lee. No, excuse me. Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Porzingis at the five, and then somebody at the four. Like, I'm never going to get over that. That if he had just not spent so much money and left Noah where he was, we could have had, like, a really solid starting five unit. Um, It's crazy, though. Yeah. I mean... No one's going to come here. So the next hope is, well, you better land a good player in the draft. But even the draft screw you over because you guys lost the tiebreaker to Minnesota. Now you're at the seventh. You have the odds of getting the seventh pick. Mm-hmm. And the lowest you go up to is like the tenth. Mm-hmm. So that's even worse. So I don't know what's happening to the so we're going to get like a mediocre level yeah. player out of the draft too. Like no one that good is going to slip down to number seven. Or ten. But we, if we've seen anything from the draft is that wherever you're picked at, sometimes it doesn't even matter. And it's all about the development, which the Knicks can't even do either. They can't even develop players the right way. So I don't know why bother of trying to get a high pick when they can't even develop them right. Like, it's so, it's just so dysfunctional and the drama. And now, like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm not going to feel bad about Anthony and this whole uh, pregnancy thing that he just did. You mm-hmm. know, but... It was a dumb decision on his part. And like I said, sometimes the franchise, the team, all that drama, and, and the, also the marriage can really mess you up. And that's where Anthony is at right now. He's going to be in a crossroads right now. What's he going to do? I know he has all that money, but now he's got to figure out what's his next step. He's probably going to be out of either to Celtics or to the Clippers or wherever which team gets eliminated in the first round, in my opinion. But still, it's a lot of money. I mean, most teams, they could just try to sign Paul George or Jimmy Butler in the offseason or trade for one of them. Mm-hmm. So, Melo's market has kind of took a hit, too, with the whole Jackson stuff in the conference and, and, and what's happening right now. So, it's going to be tough. I don't think Melo's image actually took a hit. You don't think so? Not really, no. I think he's exactly the same dude everybody thinks he is. I think he's the exact same dude everyone's always known him to be. I think Phil Jackson looks bad for taking a player who just does what he does. And he's in change. And you didn't do anything to affect how he plays and you didn't help build you didn't build a team around your franchise. I think I think the goal is always to build a team around your franchise player instead of building a team around your system of coaching. 
and trying to make the square peg fit into the round hole, which is what they're trying to do with Carmelo. So I don't think Carmelo looks bad. I think Carmelo in a system that suits his skill set is still the same Carmelo that, you know, led the league in scoring a couple years ago. Like, I still think that guy is in there. I don't really see a big, huge decline in his skills. It's just he's, you know, on a bum team. So I don't really see... I don't really see where he takes a hit. Every every critic I've listened to, every sports analyst I've heard talk says the same thing. Carmelo is being Carmelo. He's giving you all he has, and you are throwing him under the bus as if this is his fault. That's true. When you're the one who insists on running the triangle, you're the one who mm-hmm. got these players, you decided to pay Noah, and you look extra stupid because you gave him a no-trade clause, and now you're going to throw him under the bus. So I, I don't think Carmelo's taking a hit here. Um, professionally, I think he's. I think he's exactly what he's always been, and other teams see that. And I, I think the same reason why players are not gonna flock to play for the Knicks is the same reason why, if and when Carmelo goes someplace else, he's not gonna be treated like a pariah. It's true. I mean, also, I, I can see the scenario though where the Knicks just want to cut him or buy him out, which would be the dumbest move ever to cut out a guy like that. He mm-hmm. can just sign anywhere he wants, and he's still getting paid by the Knicks. Like, you don't want that to happen. Because then that would make us look bad. Because he could just sign with the Cavaliers. Or he could just sign with, 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 the, with the Clippers. Or he could sign with, uh, with the Celtics. And he still get paid a lot of money. Where would you go if you were him? If I were him, and I'll be realistic right now, I, I would say, realistically, I would go to either the Celtics or the Clippers. I don't see him going to the Cavaliers whatsoever. I don't think they want to have another score there to mess up all the chemistry. I think uh, unless Kevin Love gets traded, then then you know then you could put him in that situation. But I don't think they're gonna do that. So Celtics, in my opinion, because they really are missing a second guy. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is that guy to to count on. I know he's made some clutch shots and he has fourth quarters, but with his size kind of bothers him, and he's mm-hmm. just getting now manhandled by Jimmy Butler and the rest of that Bulls squad defensively. So. Yeah, it's either Celtics or Clippers. I'd say Clippers or Washington. Washington, but I think, but John Wall and Beal. I mean, Wall and Beal. He's just another John option. Washington. That's the one, the two, and the three. You know what I mean? Now the three is an actual score. You can't defend though. Something like that. I think again that goes back to coaching. I think coaching can can handle you that. Think Scott Brooks can make him at least a legit defender. I think he can make him an adequate defender. I don't know if he'll ever be. I don't think he'll ever be a lockdown defender. Oh, but as long yeah, as yeah. he can stay in front of his guy and keep his hands up, like that's really all you're asking for. And I think with Washington, the, the pace they play at and the speed they go at, I think I think Melo could. I think I think he could really thrive there. But if the Wizards go all the way to Eastern Conference Finals, and it looks like they might actually be all the way to that, you, you think you still see that scenario though of them trying to go? For Once him? they get swatted by LeBron, they're gonna want some. They're gonna want another option. It's the same thing that everybody does, B. Like once LeBron kept getting swatted by Golden State, so he loaded up. Yeah. Now everybody's. But previous to that, LeBron was getting swat. Everyone was getting swatted by Boston, so LeBron loaded up. You know what I mean? It's 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 an arms race. Once Boston started off with the big three, then everybody had to have a big something. Like everybody had to have a, a a trio of stars. It was no longer enough to just have one franchise player and be fine. Now you had to have like three. So there's all these super teams in the works, and and LeBron just keeps loading up, and then Golden State got smacked by LeBron, so they loaded up and then got Kevin Durant. So. Everybody, I guess that happens when you, when you get swept or you get beaten up. Of course, you got to low up. I mean, you know, every team, especially a great team, they have a great regular. Be like, you know, you, two things happen to you: you get better or you get worse. And the Warriors wanted to get better; they got Kevin Durant. Cavaliers got more, I guess, borderline all-star players that used to be good mm-hmm. on their team. Like a lot of first-round picks, a lot of top number one, number five picks on their team. And you know, that's where the Cavaliers are right now. I mean. And that leads us to now to the NBA playoffs because there's so many uh, series that we got to watch now. And it's interesting to see where it's all playing out in the first round. I know we can't do this whole, well, we pick somebody in six or five. We want to do that beforehand. But now that we're here and, and it's already going on, I want to start with the Cavaliers because, you know, it's funny. Yesterday I was watching that game and I'm just like, well, Cavaliers defense really sucks. And it's mm-hmm. been happening since like the All Star break. And. <clears throat> 
looking at this team in the second half, I'm just like, I don't know if they were just playing around the first half or they just really suck on defense, but you know, the LeBron effect came into you know into the factor on the court, and they just started to dominate the game, of course, because LeBron is what he does in the fourth quarter, playing all 12 minutes, and I don't know how many minutes he's going to play in this postseason, but if he plays that almost every game, he's going to be worn out, basically. What killed me was Love and Irving, love and, uh, Irving. And Irving on the bench. Yeah, that, that was interesting to see, like, Tyron Lue not putting him in the game. He actually asked him before, like, you know, because the bench has been playing well throughout the whole fourth quarter. Like, you know, we're going to stick with them. And they were fine with it. They were cool with it, of course, because they were playing well. But the fact that LeBron, every time he, he plays his best when um, when he has just, like, role players around him, it's kind of special to see because I've seen this before. And then uh, even with Miami Heat sometimes where he just play with role players and they play better than with the stars. And I don't know, maybe because it's just on his center around him and he just got to pass the ball around, this and that. Or just the fact that it was the fourth quarter, the Pacers were kind of stunned what was happening because they're only up by seven by the end of that, and they were up by like twenty five. Mm-hmm. And now there's going to be some Illuminati effect, which is uh, you know, they're down by twenty five. Guess who was down by twenty five in the Super Bowl? That was the Patriots, <laughs> and they came back. I mean, there's so much stuff happening with that. Well, man. You, you gotta you you gotta keep in mind these are not average role players. He has very, very good role players. Like the, these would be all stars. Exactly. These are like all star level starting dudes who were starters beforehand are now his role players, which is why I don't, I don't a hundred percent like that comparison. We're talking about dudes who will go to any other team and start. Shump would start as a two guard on another team. J.R. Smith could start. He was sixth man of the year. Darren Wilson, yeah, D. Will, yeah. Uh, you know, starting point guard, all star before. You dig what I'm saying? So, and these dudes are getting comfortable. Kyle Corver was he out there? He was an all-star. Okay, one of the best three-point shooters. And the come on, man, like this, this is not your average bench. It's not like he went out there with the bench and just. And then he got started. And then you can't really defend LeBron because you know they're gonna go to the line. Yeah, you can't really time. touch them. They're gonna go to the line. So it's it, it gets demoralized. It's demoralizing in more ways than one when he starts turning it on and hitting shots. It just turns into a different thing that you have to take care of. It's it's I I completely get it. I understand. I mean, it's the largest halftime deficit overcome in, the, in, in history. Postseason, in the yeah. postseason history. Yeah, that had one point two percent chance to win the game at half, and that mm-hmm. went all the way up. Of course, when they started to make that comeback, mm-hmm. and he scored an assistant on seven three seventy three points, which is the most in, in the playoff game in his career. So he did all that. He's got 17 triple doubles and the most in playoff careers, Magic Johnson with 30, which I don't even know if he's going to even gonna eclipse that. It looks like far away from now. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has like three more in this postseason. And then on corner threes, I don't understand this. Most of LeBron's, uh, you know, passes mostly to corner players, you know, players on the corner that are shooting the three. They were 12 or 14 on corner three-point shots. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there's a lot of film study, but most of the time, most of the passes go to that. And I don't understand how people don't just sag off the corner. Like, the corner is, 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 isn't, is like, the most effective shot mm-hmm. out of the whole court. Is it the short, shortest distance? The shortest yeah. distance. So, I don't know why people sag off on the corner more so than, like, the key or, or the elbow or stuff like that. Well, LeBron shoots from the, 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 the elbow, though, a lot. Yeah, he does. Uh, he shoots his threes from, like, that, the wing up. And he shoots better for some reason when it's not within the line he's actually beyond the line he's yeah. like a three and he was like six for 12 yesterday i mean you got to figure that it's demoralizing but at the same time what are they down now three? Oh uh, yeah it's, it's three zip right now pacers so it's pretty much like a sweep or just win one game i i just don't want to see him get swept i think i think the pacers are gonna get swept <laughs> and i wonder where paul george is gonna go he's gonna buy and go to the, the, the lakers you think i think so he's from la right yeah that would be a that would be a tough squad. <clears throat> Magic Johnson will definitely want to try to get Paul George because then you got that young core. Mm-hmm. You got the draft pick. What's Westbrook's contract looking like? He talked uh, about playing in LA. I mean, it's three years, but I don't know if he wants to trade. No, he's not. He's not gonna get a trade. Melo, on the other hand, might want to do LA. Melo and Paul George in LA. That's a ill. That's a tough. What with, with uh, you think they'll get ball in the, in the draft? Maybe it's possible. Those three. And DeAndre Russell, if they trade him, of course, but. Yeah, you got those. I don't know if I trade Russell. Did you put him at shooting guard? Put him into two. So then you have him, Ball, Melo, George, Randall. That's tough. That's Ooh. a tough squad. And Randall's getting better too. 
That is a tough squad. Brandon Ingram off the bench. You just no, just the, that whole yeah, yeah. five you just mentioned. Like you think about that. That is vets mixed with young killers. That is a tough squad. But you think they could compete with the Warriors and the Clippers and the Spurs? Well, you got Walton. Walton's not there just collecting the check. He yeah. is. He is from the Warriors stock. He knows how to you know make that click. Yeah. I think they start listening to him and they really buy in. I'm interesting to see though. It wouldn't be because it's not the it's not the look. Melo Melo's already made all the money, yeah. And now he gets to go to another franchise level city. Maybe let me actually be. With, I don't think it's gonna be with Lala again. But you know, Lala is from the Hollywood side anyway, so he gets to kick it with like you know. And I know him and Kobe are cool. Yeah. So he gets to go over there from and talk to Kobe and learn from from Magic Johnson. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I'll be interesting to see though if Melo did end up with the Lakers. But you know, going back to this Cavaliers Pacers series, I mean, it was. I think most of us would have gone into the series and say it was going to be a sweep. But these games have been competitive, and it's almost like Pacers were like one shot away from winning it in the first one. Then mm-hmm. the second one, they were like, ah, they were inching it, but it wasn't like really as close as the thought. Then last day, that was like their only chance, really, because they were up twenty five. They could have just blew them out. It could have been 2-1, and then everybody would have been talking about, oh, the Cavaliers are in trouble here because mm-hmm. the defense sucks and everything. And the defense does suck. Like, I mean, though, they, they did it better in the second half. They stink on, on defense. And they face teams like the Wizards or the Milwaukee Bucks who are actually good offensively. It's going to be tough for them to try to overcome that, even with all that, you know. I know they're explosive offense, but facing those teams and facing, like, the Spurs and the Warriors if it gets to the finals, Spurs will love it. To face the Cavaliers and all those turnovers that they have, just to, to cover on every single one of them. Oh and God! The, the, the holes in the <clears throat> defense of the of the of the Cavs will just get exploited. And the Warriors too, like with Durant, like Durant mm-hmm. is pretty much the mismatch. Durant to the Warriors is their LeBron basically. Yeah. Because he could do whatever he could do as much as LeBron. He mm-hmm. can actually compete stat for stat, whatever they mm-hmm. want. And that's that's. And defensively, he he's yeah. better. I think he's just he's got longer reach. And as long as he's healthy, which you know they're being precautionary about because you know it's a calf strain, which and, is smart. And they could be Portland without him. They're not worried. Which about is smart. We seen that they blew him out. Right. And defensively, they're they're still great. So it's which not is like, smart. Yeah. So and I and they 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 inserted him back in, and the chemistry was still there. Nothing nothing yeah. fell off. So it's fine. You can take him out, and put him back in. You can see that there's nothing they have to work their way up to. Yeah, the Durant's the, the Durant's the extra for them. Mm-hmm. This the guy that can really much elevate them to another level. Because I don't think they LeBron. lose to the Cavs if Steph wasn't hurt. Last yeah, year. in my opinion, yeah, and also Jeremy Green was suspended, and Bogey wasn't injured, and Iguodala right. had back spasms throughout the whole series. Yeah, you get you give me a healthy, complete Warriors team. I think they would have did to the Cavs what they had been doing to the Cavs all year anyway. Exactly. I think they would have trounced them. I mean, you gotta have Love guarding Durant, or you gotta have or Durant. No, you're not. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's what's gonna happen. They're yeah, gonna have like, that mismatch. You gotta try to have, yeah. You gotta have Durant that mismatch, and then the other way around, and then you still have Draymond Green guarding LeBron, or Equal Dog guarding LeBron, or even Matt Barnes when he's healthy guarding guarding LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. Warriors have the defensive players now. That's why they're number three, like efficiency wise and defensive rating. And the the Cavaliers are like twenty something because they really suck on defense, and that's gonna expose them. And I don't know how far they're gonna go, but yeah, the Cavaliers Pacers, I I say it's gonna be a sweep. I don't know if you agree with me with that. Maybe they'll win. One I game. do, but I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> I hope I hope they at least get one game. They get one game. They get one game. It's I just think, prolonged the level. Them I think they five. look back at the game that they lost. Game three and game one. Yeah, and see the mistakes that they made. They won both of those games. It would have been 2-2 two, two right now. No, actually, no. It would have been they up, being up 2-1. They'd be right up. Now. They'd be up, yeah. So. And, and that would have been nerve-wracking for them. Um, And then you look at now Celtics and Bulls. Celtics, let me, let me ask you something about the Celtics right now. They look really, really scared on the court. They look petrified. They look like they don't they don't want to play against the Bulls and their veteran presence and like being the number one seed doesn't matter to them because now it looks like number one seed doesn't even matter now. Mm. You could be number one seed and still get bounced out in the first round. Well, they, they, I I I hate to I hate to bring this up, but I think it's a I think it's a chain reaction to uh, um Thomas's sister dying. I know I agree with that. I think it's a chain reaction. I think I think his. He's shook, right? Not scared, 
but he's shook up. He's not focused. He's you know what I mean. And he's team, only and the team follows him. And, and exactly. Yeah. So looking at him when when <clears throat> when your confidence is based in his confidence and he doesn't look confident, then everybody else is like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Okay, wait a minute. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You know what I mean? When he's yeah. the leader and he's yeah. not there, it's like, uh oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's I I've never given him credit for it before now but just looking at him and then seeing how everybody else is following suit he's the engine that makes that team going i didn't i didn't see that before i just thought they were all kind of cohesive and getting it popping but he's the draymond green and the steph curry on the celtics and if he's not there then you got two major things missing and i don't think the celtics know how to navigate that without that presence even if even if he starts playing good, it still becomes a, like you're still like eh, his sister just passed. Man, he's not really here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, the confidence is just blown. You know, it's funny. Well, well, well actually not funny, but it's kind of serious though. That when death comes to the effect of an athlete, they either play better, hard body, or hard they body, fall apart. They fall apart. I think one of the performances I've seen. From an athlete in NFL was Brett Favre when he lost his father the same I think it was the same day or the, or the day before, but Monday Night Football he had like I think like six touchdowns that game and he was just playing like a man on a mission you know he, he wanted to play for his of course for his father that passed away and everything but sometimes and also even the one about uh Pistons in the eighties and nineties with Isaiah Thomas and and Joe Dumars I think uh Joe Dumars is um one of his family members passed away. Isaiah Thomas knew about that, but mm-hmm. Joel Dumars didn't until the end of the game. And then, and then one of the shots that he made was like an unbelievable, ridiculous shot. And then, you know, Thomas like saying, you know, it's from his father or I mean, from his family members that passed away. And sometimes you play up to like your potential, you play beyond that. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it's not enough and they're not down to Espe- it. Especially when it's like tragic and sudden. Yeah. Like, Brett Favre, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't his dad sick? Yeah, I think his dad was sick. Okay, different scenario. Mentally, you're prepping yourself that this day is coming faster than you think it is. But when a 22-year-old dies in a single car accident, there's no prep for that. You know what I mean? You went to sleep, she was fine. You woke up, she's gone. What the, wait, what the hell? You know what I mean? There's no way to, you didn't see it coming. You couldn't get ready. You didn't get a chance to say goodbye. You didn't make peace with it. It's an accident. Yeah. That affects people completely different. You know what I mean? When, when you know, you got grandparents, you get older, you realize they're getting older, you start realizing, you know, they're not too long. They're going to check out soon. And, and then, you get yourself ready. Yeah, then you get to look at the situation and it just comes out of nowhere. Right. When sucks. your boy is your same age or or younger, and like you know, when Big Pun dies of a heart attack, or or you know, Tupac. A better example: when Tupac gets shot. Well, that, those aren't even good examples because those guys live reckless, reckless lives yeah. to an extent. But if you got a homeboy, and you know, you two are all doing the same things and just kicking it, and boom, one day he has a heart attack, or he gets you know he gets shot going home, or he gets hit by a car. It's like, wait, what the hell? You know what I mean? And yeah. then he's your same age. This was his younger sister. Yeah. So he, you know, there's no way you can see that coming. You, you can't do anything about it. You can't see it coming. And also, like, even like, you know, Michael Jordan, when he lost his dad, too, in the mm-hmm. finals. And uh, when you you had that, that scene, that memorable scene that they always show, like him crying on the on the floor and everything. And he's sad about that. Like, it sucks, though. It's emotionally <laughs> draining. And you see players, when they go through that, it's hard for them to, to play through that. I mean, I, I was shocked when Thomas played the first one but I understand it from a from a you know work standpoint and leadership because the playoffs and everything but he played it and but there's still not enough right now and they're down old too and the way this series goes right now for me is that since Rondo's now out indefinitely with a dumb injury and won't require surgery which is crazy yeah which is crazy because let's see right here I believe yeah Rondo he has a and out indefinitely of a small dumb fracture won't require surgery. They got to revive only seven to ten days, but we don't even know. Seven to ten days, the season, the series could, maybe, could be over. It could be over. So, the way I see it right now, that might help the Celtics. 
or it can still doesn't or won't matter because the Bulls might find a way to overcome that. I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure if Rondo was a, like the offensive threat. He wasn't, but he's the guy who who said he was distributor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, who knows? You're right. Who knows? I, I definitely could see it though that the Hawks come back and make it a series, tie it up, and then from there we we'll see what happens. But my allergies are killing me, y'all. It's part of me. I'm, I'm not having a seizure over here. I'm just my allergies are really kicking in. Man, yo, what's that? Yeah, I know you're just kicking out of nowhere. You see, I'm I'm sitting in a still room. And not, there are no plants in here. I should be fine, but for some reason I'm dying all of a sudden. Sheesh! But let's go. I'm allergic to the Celtics. That's funny. You start talking about it, you start sneezing out of nowhere. Ugh. Don't tell, don't tell Maria that, because then you know she just be mad at you for that. Hey, whatever, man. I don't know how she feels now that Celtics are down. You brought him up again. Okay, no more. I won't bring that up anymore. I think it's official that every time I bring that up, you start sneezing. But uh, Washington Wizards and Hawks now. Now the Wizards bless you. Now <laughs> skip the bless you's man. Let's just roll. Now the Wizards are up. Let's see. Uh, two zip against the Hawks, and um, I'm not really surprised the way the series is going up right now. I think I I kind of predicted the Wizards that maybe it will be. Winning it like in five or six right now it looks like it might be a sweep, but the Wizards are on a mission to try to get to these conference finals to face the the Cavaliers and say that they're not scared of them that they could beat them and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And John Wall, as much as he can dominate on the court, he can dominate he can dominate on the court as much as LeBron could. So he's the type of player that actually could go off. <laughs> Bless you, that could go off. Everybody forgets he was a legit point guard prodigy when he first came into the league. Yeah, he had the handles of a small guy. He's not a small guy. Yeah. His shooting improved. And he won the dunk contest. Like. I've done a lot of things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't say that to add to his accomplishments. But you now know he can take it to the rack. You know what I mean? Every year, he just seemed to show you more and more and more. And his game never completely tapered off. And then his assists went up. And then his shooting percentage went up. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it's up, 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 up. Every year, something gets better and better and better. And now he's playing with Beal, who is a dead-eye shooter. This guy is a dead shot. Like, from behind three, uncontested. It's a wrap. If you're not in his face, forget it. And sometimes, if you are. But he's like a dead-eye shooter, dude. And, and with the way Wall is dishing that ball around, it's almost like Kyrie who? Like and and I don't I don't say that to, you know, diss yeah. Kyrie Irving because Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving is the truth. But I think with all the hype, people forgot how nasty John Wall is. I think first of all, I think it's a better overall player than, than Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie is just one dimensional, just scores. And you know, that's about it. I'm, I'm oh yeah, John Wall will pick your pocket. Yeah, I don't see Irving defending or pickpocketing or doing maybe once in a while, but he's not really a consistent guy like that. He's just a nah. score. That's what he is. But yeah, I, I I predict that this game was gonna they're gonna win like in five or six. I'm gonna say right now it's gonna probably be in five. Now would I be shocked if it's a sweep? Probably not because I feel like they're on the mission right now. Just go back to the you know second round, into the conference finals. So as of right now, I say five. I know you agree with that. I'll I'll second it. Be five. I'll second it. Yeah, because they're, they're they're trouncing them. I'll yeah, second. and they're feeling good. Yeah, I know the confident too. Yeah, like they're they're feeling it, and the Hawks are kind of floundering. And they're falling big time right now. They were getting hot into the postseason right now. That 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 this doesn't even matter anymore. We're just going whatever. And then you got the Bucks and Raptors. And my goodness, can the Greek Freak do anything else that LeBron can't do on the court? No, <laughs> no. With the exception of have a bad hairline, no, he can't do anything that LeBron can. Like it's ridiculous. He, th- my boy, hit me. Shot me a text and said, "I just want a timestamp on this. I think the Bucks can go all the way." Really? That's in that he. he do I agree with him? Mm, of course not. No. <laughs> no. No, I don't agree with him. They did. You're in a however, way. however, watching the game, I understood what inspired that because they look like they they look like they you can't find any flaws. There's nothing that they're doing wrong. Their their defense at times is absolutely lockdown. Like 
They have a lot of tall people. It's like shooting in 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 the middle of a forest. Yeah. And then you can't stop them on the other end once they get going, and they're playing together. So it's scary. I get. I I didn't agree with him, but when he was like, "Why don't you agree?" <clears throat> It legit took me a couple minutes to come up with some reasons because when you thought back to that last game, I'm like, you're just watching this last game, dude. They're all still young. They're not, you know, they don't have it all together. However, if all I had was one sample size and I just had to watch one game and make a determination, I can see how he would come up with that. I mean, Thawmaker is like 7'1". You know, Ghana's is like, uh, has a wingspan like 7'5 or something like that. I mean, they got a lot tall players on their team and it's just scary to see that because I think they're gonna have more tr- they're gonna cause more trouble to the Cavaliers than the Raptors would the Raptors are like the trash right now they're yeah. like they, I don't know what that will happen they got like I look at the second quarter down by 30 like my goodness man it's a playoff game you're down by 30 in the second quarter already. yeah like that's that's just somebody took somebody took the night off I mean they literally took the night off and, and I don't understand with the Raptors that just, they suck in the first round and they just suck overall in the playoffs because they, they, they get blown out they can't score for like a stretch, and then and then they do get hot, and it's like too late already. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's happening to them, but I think the Bucks are probably gonna win this in five, maybe six realistically, because they'll probably win it at home. But if they win to if they win the next game, then the series is over, in my opinion. I agree. And I don't think that the Raptors have any chance, and they're gonna have to blow it up. I don't know the Raptors are gonna do all that because they have all these pieces and still wasn't good enough to then to get back to at least the second round and face the Cavaliers to see what happens. But then you look at the West now. <clears throat> and I'm do a do little, we have to? Yeah, do a little little rundown quickly. I mean, because dude, it's that so rapid. Go, go for it. Go for it. Rapidly, let's go here. Warriors, Trailblazers. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> really? Just like that? Just nope. Sweet. Nope. Where's it? Warriors and four. They they sat they sat Kevin Durant down. And, and That's how that little they're yeah. worried about it. Yeah. So did they got a one in four? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I get one game. I get I, five. I, I, I say five. Not. I do not. When's the next game? Uh, I believe it's Sunday. They're gonna win Sunday. Or is it today? No, wait. I don't know. No, it might be tomorrow. Actually, yeah, they're it might be tomorrow. tomorrow. Like whatever the date you know, <laughs> that's the day they're gonna win. All right, Spurs and Grizzlies. Spurs just lost yesterday, though. The Grizzlies, which I did not see coming. Well, I kind of saw it coming when they said take that for data after the press conference. They had a game two, and they had like barely. Oh, yeah, done. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I didn't take that into account, but you're right. You're right. I, yeah, okay. the referees had something to do with that game, kind of. Oh, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I'm bugging out. He didn't pay for his fine, the players did though, which, which is, is love, of, which I love. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that they went to bat for their coach because he went to bat for them. See, why can't Knicks have that? They don't care because Knicks don't care. That's why Knicks can have somebody like who can pay for a fine or coach back them up or whatever. And you know, whatever. the last time I heard somebody doing something like that on the Knicks, who Stephon Marbury brought 10 suits apiece for every rookie. That's nice, though. Yeah, for every, nice. because they all needed suits, he sent them all to their tailor to his tailor and got them 10 suits each and paid for it. The coaches back up their players. That's what you do when you're a coach. You know, when things don't go right and you do something like that, that's like a whole Phil Jackson tactic that Jackson used to do when he coaches, call out the referees or this and that, and then he gets fined, of course, but then the next game they just start getting all these calls now and all this stuff. Instead, he's too busy calling out his players. Which makes no sense. And making terrible deals. Yeah. So now Rockets and Thunder. Thunder they're in a little trauma right now because they had a chance to win game two and Rushburg is four for 18 in the fourth quarter. We get that and all that, but he had no money on their team. I mean, there's no choice. Rockets are loaded. They got pieces. They got shooters. They got everything. What I like is that Westbrook fessed up to the fact that he needs to trust his teammates more. Yeah. Which and- is an absolute fact. However, I couldn't stop thinking to myself somewhere, some in some place, Kevin Durant was watching and going, duh. <laughs> <laughs> really? You think? Like On the back of the head, he's just like, who can I trust, though? I know I got, I think the right answer right now, but who can I trust on this team to actually make shots? Make buckets. I mean, then he's like, you know, I don't give a bleep about that, you know, stat line. We mm-hmm. lost the we game lost and we that. get it. And he's realistic about that. But Rockets are probably going to win some five. I give Thunder maybe one game, but that's about it. I- I'm hoping OKC pulls off, too. You think they win in, si- in six? I'm hoping OKC uh, pulls off two. I'm two? hoping they pull off two wins. To make it a series, at least? Yeah. I don't want to see Westbrook go out like this. Yeah, I know. Did you guys see the MVP go out like that? I 
don't want to Not see at him. all. No, I don't. I like Westbrook, man. I, I, <laughs> I just like that dude. And I think, like I said, my argument for the MVP is still the same thing. If anybody else was on his squad, would they do as well as he's done? No. I don't, I don't believe Other that. than LeBron, maybe, but that's about it. And I think LeBron would do as well as Westbrook has done. I don't think he'd do better. No, well, maybe. Then you got also Clippers and Jazz, and let's face it, I mean, Clippers are on lock all right now. Even though they tie, they won the second game, mm-hmm. I'm still nervous about them going to Utah and trying to win one because it's kind of a home court advantage for Utah. They better get it together because Chris Paul knows there's a lot. That window is. Woody oh. Gobert is out. Say it again. Woody Gobert for the Jazz is out after he was like 11 seconds. Yeah, in the game. come on, man. I like, mean, you, you, you gotta can't take advantage. Lose this. You gotta take advantage of it, and if you I don't. Agree. I know Joe Johnson can make clutch shots, and we get it. He has, like, the most clutch shots in the league right now. But, bro, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. in trouble if they don't win this. Yeah, you got to take it. And then, you know, that's pretty much it for the playoffs. So, I, I see, in my opinion, the Western Conference, Warriors, Eastern, you know, Cavaliers, they go, oh, change the second round. We go all have all right. different opinions. But as of right now, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So, we got a little bit of time here. I just wanted to go over a little bit about the whole NFL schedule. I don't want to go over all the games because it's too early for that. I don't want to go all this. But the pre- Cowboys got a monster yeah. schedule. Yeah, but I don't want to go all about that stupid, oh, let's just predict them right now because we don't even know what the draft's going to be like. We don't even know what the free agency is going to be like. But you think right now, though, in your opinion, it's too early to predict that all this record with all these teams right now, the schedule coming out. Yeah, I- I'm still waiting to see where Adrian Peterson ends up. Yeah. Um, there, There's like pieces that I want to see where these people are going to go. Beast mode coming back. Waiting to see if that's like actually solidified. So, no, nah, I'm not I, I don't have enough to make a prediction right now. Me neither. I mean, it, with the exception of the Patriots being, you know, in the mix <clears throat> and Eli Manning, um maybe if they get their offensive line together. Yeah. You know, what I mean? but there's so many ifs. There's yeah. so many ifs, so, you know, no, no, I, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing right now. I just wanted to shout that out there because I know people are going to be like, oh, we should talk about NFL schedule and all that. No, no, it's too early for I that, man. Nothing. I'm not that type of person. Go I, watch baseball. Yeah. At least the Yankees have been winning. So and, have the Mets. Yeah, the Mets have been winning, too. The Yankees have been on a hot streak, too, and also the Mets are trying to get back on top. But it's fun time to watch baseball right now in New York City. Just keep yeah, it up. If, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much what we got. Uh, that's all it is for the summer, too. Uh, I'm just going to stay in the gym. You're going to stay in the gym just work out? That's it. I'm that's that's fun, gym. though. You, you, you got to give it a chance at Yankee game live. I'm not saying television, just live. I'll figure it out. I'll live is out. funner than television. Somebody get me a that. ticket, I'll go. I'll give you that. Live is better than television. Somebody get me a ticket and make sure my food budget is taken care of. We'll, we'll work on that. Because we'll that, that, that food is ridiculously expensive. Somebody get me a good place to watch the game and where I'm not sitting in the sun for hours. Okay, we'll, we'll, work on, we'll work on that. All right, then, I'll, then I'm here for you. I got you, don't worry. I got, I got a friend that I know. I, he was actually on the show before, so I'll ask him about it. Set it up, yeah. knock it down. All right, so that's what we do for today, guys. You can follow us on Twitter and the Facebook page. You can follow, well, actually on Twitter, you can follow at SlamCity underscore 360. You can follow me at Morning's 10 and at MRMECC Mr. Mech on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, that's right. See you next week.